0: welcome to the sunday morning service you're listening to the first century apostolic church fcac tema community five ghana we preach teach and live the complete and unadulterated word of God with genuine miracles, signs and wonders taking place at every meeting with the Holy Spirit. Our aim is to following the steps of the apostles and disciples of the first century church founded by our Lord Jesus Christ. Get ready, therefore, for a powerful encounter with the word and power of God brought to you by Reverend Dr. V.C.Y. Edwards, the general overseer of FCAC. He is a man of God who is blessed with a powerful teaching and deliverance ministry join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. prompt for our morning church services your life will never be the same again God richly bless you as you join us in the service
1: clap your hands for Jesus Are we ready for the word of god then close your eyes lift up your right hand and let us pray our father who art in heaven we thank you for this day Lord, this is a day like all you made before time began and in this day you ordained many 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 blessings for as many Lord, as we believe in your name, just as we have believed. We gather here in your holy sanctuary, Neboi Town, Temma, Michelle Camp, and all those who are with us all over the diaspora, Lord, we might first and foremost present ourselves to you as your children, your sons and your daughters. Lord, you may look at us and receive us into your holy presence. As we, Lord, get ourselves ready to hear your word, it is is our prayer that will give a teachable spirits. Grant us to have understanding and revelational knowledge, so that the entrance of your word this morning, Lord, will come to bless as many, everyone that will hear this word we shall not fall sick diseases shall not come our way and we shall not be ill but we all shall live many years to a good old age thank you Lord for the power and life in your word in Jesus name, Amen let's all be seated this morning I want to do the second part of The Spiritual Basis of Diseases. Spiritual Basis of Diseases, Sicknesses and Illnesses. Spiritual Basis of Diseases, Sicknesses and Illnesses. And last week we defined diseases as a physical impairment of health. Physically or naturally, a disease, a sickness or an illness is an impairment which is physical in our health. When God made man, he made us to have health every part of our body to be just as he created it, and to be functioning normally. Whenever something goes wrong with any part of the human body, the functioning of that part is impaired, is reduced or hampered, It is hindered. So you say disease is when you have a physical impairment Of health. And then we also found out in the course of our studies last week that, in actual fact, the cause of disease spiritually is a a spiritual separation from God. The original cause or source of disease is because of spiritual separation from God. Because until man became spiritually separated from God, there was nothing like disease. And it means that the reason why we are doing these teachings is that, church, if you maintain a close relationship with God, maintenance of a close work with God is able to prolong your life. And may your lives all be prolonged. I'll say that again. Maintenance, maintaining a very close walk with God, close relationship with God, is a means of prolonging your life. May God, therefore, prolong your lives. In the name of Jesus. Therefore, we can say that the spiritual definition of disease is when there's a spiritual... First of all, there's a spiritual impairment, you see. There's a a spiritual derangement. Something goes wrong with a person's spiritual relationship with God. Then out of that, because of that, there's a manifestation of a physical impairment of health. So, the root cause... Of it all is that it begins with a spiritual impairment due to imperfect relationship with God. And then this manifests, this comes out or opens a way for a physical impairment of health to manifest. And that is why very often when people are sick, the anointing is able to heal them coming to church regularly is able to prevent you from getting sick i know that in this ministry regular attendance to church maintaining a very close walk with god obedient to the the word of god leads to maintenance of good health and may you all have good health even as your soul prospers in the name of jesus our text for this morning Part two, the third part two of the spiritual basis of disease. Let's go to the book of Luke. Luke's Gospel, thirteen. Luke thirteen, verses ten to seventeen. Luke chapter thirteen, beginning from verse ten, and ending at verse seventeen. Luke thirteen. 10 to 17. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Luke's Gospel, chapter 13, beginning from verse 10. Now, he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. And was bent over and could not, sorry, and could no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her. And immediately, she was made straight and glorified God. But... The ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. And he said to the crowd, There are six days on which men ought to work. Therefore come and be healed on them and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him and said, Hypocrite! Does not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to water it? So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think of it, for 18 years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath? And when he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame, and all the multitude rejoiced for all the, all the glorious things that were done by him. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, this story is well known to all of us, but we want to look at it from the spiritual point of view this morning. Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues. Like a church. Many were there. And there was this woman who was in the synagogue. Obviously, a member or a regular worshiper. That synagogue. But for 18 years, 18 years, a good 18 years, this particular woman has been in bondage. Certain demons or their agents have held this man captive with disease, with some sickness for 18 years. They have put this sickness on her for 18 years. And the sickness was such that she could not straighten up. She was bent over, bent double. And the Bible says she could in no way raise herself up. 18 years, imagine, a woman. Think of the disability. You see, every sickness goes with what we call disability, something that we cannot do. Diseases, sicknesses, illness are always associated with disabilities. Things that the normal person is able to do, but because of that disease, that person is not able to do. So it becomes a disability. 18 years. The Bible said that when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and declared to her, woman, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. You are loose. To lose is to untie. To untie. The pe- it means that a person was bound, tied, knotted together, chained. Lose means to untie, to unchain. Woman, you are loose. From your infirmity. Because she had a spirit of infirmity. We'll come to that later on this woman had a spirit of infirmity. And what we are saying is that for every sickness or disease, there is a spiritual basis. And I've said here in this church, and we come to that, one reason why the Bible said we should not be we should not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers we'll mention it briefly again but I've said it before, and it is true church, it is very, very true. He laid hands on her And immediately, she was made straight. She was healed, delivered, cured. And she glorified God. Of course, anyone (laughs) who gets that (laughs) kind of miracle will glorify God. But unfortunately, the ruler of the synagogue, probably the, I don't know, maybe the pastor or the, if today if the pastor, who have been seeing this man for 18 years in that situation, definitely didn't have any sympathy for him. Didn't care about the disability that she had been going through for 18 years. So, he was angry because the Lord of Moses said that no would on the Sabbath. You see, this ruler was being legalistic. Very, very legal. Everything by law, you know. On the Sabbath, no work must be done. So to them, even healing or laying hands on somebody was work. Deliverance would work. Praying for somebody would just come and know nothing should be done for anybody. So I said, "Well, The Bible says, according to the law of Moses, six days you shall do all your soul. You have six days to come for your healing. Hello? Hello? Six days, come for your healing. But on the Sabbath, don't come for your healing. Six days, you have Monday to Saturday. But Sunday, no healings. And Jesus was obviously upset. Was annoyed, angry with this ruler who should have known better. So he said, he called him hypocrite. Jesus referred to him as a hypocrite. Meanwhile, this man for 18 years has been held bound by Satan. And you are not happy that she has been delivered. But when you go home, your ox and your donkeys, you take them to go and feed them. You attend, you do work at home. Hello? You do work at home. Hypocrite. Ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, in other words, an Israelite, who... Qualifies, deserves to live a normal life. Be set free, be lured from her infirmity after 18 years. And when Jesus said this, they glorify God. They glorify God. Praise the Lord. This is one example of a disease caused by a demon. A demon, spirit of infirmity. In fact, from the description of it in the Bible, I, c- I can have a good idea what this woman had. Her spine had become stiff. No longer flexible. She couldn't bend like this. And, no, no, there's something we call ankylosing spondylitis, where the spine keeps bending and bending and bending and bending. I've told before that. It goes to a point when the person is so bent over, the person who is held by such a spirit is so bent over that they cannot look straight ahead. They go like that until now. So, in this extreme form, some people even walk backwards because they can only see. They can't raise their head, so they walk backwards. Imagine the disability. You can't cross any road in Ghana that way. The boboya will knock you down. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yet another example of how spirits can cause diseases. And as you listen to the sound of my voice, may any disease, any sickness or illness plaguing your body begin to leave you now. Amen. Begin to go out of you now. Amen. In the name of Jesus. When well, we go to the book of Job, Job chapter 2 verse 7. Job two, seven. Job 2, verse 7 says, So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head, Satan went for the presence of God. God giving the permission, he was carrying the disease. He was the, he owned the disease. He's the original manufacturer of the disease. So he went and just two struck one of them, through one of Job, boils. Boils and abscesses can also be caused by demons. Boils. Can be called by demons. Praise the Lord. If Satan could do to Job, then which is demons, evil spirit can do to anybody, any of us. But may God protect us all. In the name of Jesus. Clap or two hands for Jesus. Mental sickness, mental illness, a psychiatric condition. Psychiatry. Matthew chapter 8, verses 28 to 34. Matthew 8, 28 to 34. Matthew chapter 8, beginning from verse 28. When he he had come to the other side, to the country of the Gergesons, there met him two demon possessed men, two demon possessed men, coming out of the tombs, exceedingly fierce, so that no one could pass that way. And suddenly they cried out, saying, What have we to do with you, Jesus, you Son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? Now, a good way off from them, there were a herd of many swine feeding. So, the demons begged him, saying, If you cast us out, permit us to go away into the herd of swine. And he said to them, Go. So, so, when they had come out, they went into the herd of swine. And suddenly, the whole herd of swine ran violently down the steep place into the sea and perished in the water. Then those who kept them fled, and they went away into their city and told everything, including what had happened to the demon-possessed men. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, sorry, and when they saw him, they begged him to depart from their region. Amen. Here again we see Another example of sickness, disease. These are mental sickness caused by demons. Two demon possessed men. The Bible said they were exceedingly fierce, they were violent, hostile. So no one could pass that way, no one could go there. And because their sickness was due to demons, and demons being stronger than humans, it means that, you know, if you pass, the, no matter how strong you are, they will wound you, they will kill you. So no one could pass that way. Yet when they saw Jesus, not just spiritual versus spiritual, Jesus did not face them physically. When they saw him, they knew that he knew them. So, they were the first to cry out Jesus, you son of God, we know you. We know you have power over us spiritually. So, have you come to torment us here before the time? We know there's a time when we shall be tormented in hell, but that time has not come back. For now, allow us to torment human beings. That's what they are saying. For now, please, please, leave us alone. Allow us to torment, to harass, to afflict humans. Don't torment us yet. But if you if cast it out, allow us to go into the swine. I don't know why they asked to, to go into swine, because usually demons don't possess animals. They like, human, they like human bodies. They don't like animal bodies. He said, OK, go. And they fled. They left and entered the swine. And the swine also became mad. The swine, the pigs became mad. And can you imagine a mad swine, pig, all they could do was just run violently into the sea. And they perished in the sea. Praise the Lord. And when the people came to meet Jesus, and they were told what happened, I don't know why, they asked him to leave their region. They asked him, to leave their region. And he left. He left their region. Praise the Lord. We know of Saul. Saul was anointed by God. He was given the Holy Spirit. He had the Spirit of God in him. At the beginning of his reign, the beginning of his kingdom, he had the Spirit of God. But when he disobeyed God and kept on misbehaving and disregarding God, God took away his spirit from him. The Holy Spirit was withdrawn from him. And therefore there was a vacancy. A vacuum was created in the spirit of Saul. And this vacuum vacancy was then occupied by an evil spirit. The Bible says an evil spirit of the Lord because God allowed it. And we know how Saul began to behave. When this thing comes on, when the Spirit comes alive, then soul will become mad. He gets mad. And the only thing that can soothe him, not cure, soothe him, calm him, was music. Praise the Lord. Music. Again, another example of mental sickness. Many years ago, I went for a program about I've told you before JRC program. And on the last day, just as we're about to close, we're about to say, grace and goodness. The last day, seven days program. In walked this young, young lady, young woman, about 21, 22 years old, who was supposed to be deaf and dumb. Deaf, couldn't hear and couldn't talk. She walked in when we were about to close and this young lady is known in as deaf. She can't hear anything and yet when I said, "Come out of here," he said, "No. <laughs> no." How otherwise do you explain that somebody who is deaf, deaf, can hear come out and dumb can say no. <laughs> How on earth can anyone who cannot hear hear come out? And someone cannot speak say no. I won't come out? But we are about to close. So I didn't want to go into that long deliverance. I don't know why she did. She didn't come earlier. So we see what the Lord will have done. Praise the Lord. Church, as you hear these teachings or this, this message, we are to gain understanding. It's to give us knowledge. To give us knowledge. Make you knowledgeable. To give you understanding. So you know how to be sober and how to be vigilant so that your adversary will not take advantage of you, will not devour you. You know how to keep yourself and what God has given you, so that you shall live long, and may you live longer Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Clap your two hands for Jesus. <clears throat> and then when you go to one of my favorite scriptures, that's Acts 10:38. Acts of the 10, verse 38. One of my favorite scriptures or verses, Acts 10, 38. Acts of the 10. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 10, verse 38. The Bible says, How God, Acts 10, verse 38. how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So Jesus was healing all who had a sickness and disease, and this was because the devil had, was oppressing them. The devil was oppressing them. In this ministry, you are very familiar. New World Town, Tessin, we are all familiar that one thing I learned early in ministry is what I'm telling you now. And I realized that and I beg God I know. In that case, in that case, Lord, if you shall give me enough place upon my ministry, enough anointing, enough power of God, be able to drive out drive out demons, drive out evil spirits, then people will get their healings. You see, the worship of God, the things of God is like mathematics or even arithmetic. It's one plus one being equal to two. And two plus two, four. Four plus four is always eight. And if you like, 8 plus 8 is always 16. So, when you read the scriptures, you can actually make inferences. Oh, in that case, you see, if you believe in the Word that you are reading, if you believe in the Word of God, and take it as true, just as you believe that 1 plus 1 is 2, and never 3, if you take the Word of God to be exactly what God says it is, and it is true, what the Bible says is exactly what it is. Then you can make conclusions and come out with, with your own formula for doing things. So I say, Lord, then it means that if demons, evil spirits, there's a spiritual basis of diseases, then when the spiritual basis is taken care of, then the persons shall be healed. And that's what we see here. And since that time, any time I do deliverance for healing. I command, in fact, God opens my eyes and I see the demon behind it. I see clearly the spirit behind that situation. I may not see his face or her face or name, but I see that there's a spirit hiding behind that sickness. And in Jesus' name, I command that spirit to go. I don't just command the spirit to go because I know that these spirits carry the disease. It's a load they are carrying. So they unload, they take away their sickness and place it on a human being and leave it there. And a human being, a human that begins to suffer from the effects of that disease. So I don't just command the demon to leave. But I command him or I command it to take away their diseases. Take away whatever thing they came with. And you have seen them removing things and collecting things. And then when they are finished, then they go. Because see, if you simply ask the demon to go, the demon will go and leave the sickness behind. It's also uncle want go over It will go. Leave the sickness behind. And then come back for it later. When you come back, it will dwell there. But may you all receive your deliverance. Amen. May you all receive your healings amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Therefore, I was very happy for you when God said here clearly that in this church, in S C A C, no demon, no demon whatsoever, shall be able to stand before us. Just say amen to that. And we have seen demons who call themselves, when they are tired, remember that they are wearing an armor of, of iron or steel or whatever, claiming that no pastor has been able to cast it out. And yet, in FCSC, in Jesus' name, we cast them out. Just say amen to that. Yeah. We have seen this. I remember, Michelle, was all night. We saw this young man who came and said, no one had been able to, he said, well, she, she, that demon said, he answered the idea to Satan, that no pastor, no pastor so far, have been able to stand before, before it. Michelle, some of you are there. No pastor have been able to stand before that demon. So what do you think we are doing? They have come to see what I can do. And before, within two minutes, this demon ran out, and we, we, had, to, we had to call him back and cast it out. Clap your two hands for Jesus. So, beloved, you see, your understanding of everything, how you understand things, is what will determine how you go about it. And how you go about it is what will let God know that you have knowledge, you have understanding, and then God will give it to you. May God give you all that you need in Jesus' name. Clap your two hands for Jesus. So, Jesus was healing all who were oppressed by the devil. Why? Because, Bible said, for God was with him. May God be with you all. Amen. For God was with him. In other words, not only was he God or is he God, but actually God, the Holy Spirit was with him. God was with him. It means that if only you maintain a close relationship with God, if you keep a very personal relationship with God, then you are covered. But many of us, we are closer to other things and other people than we are with God. Hello? But may you all maintain a very intimate relationship with God. Clap your hands for this again. No wonder... When well, we go to the book of 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, we're going to look at some things again, and as we get more and more knowledgeable, we get more insight. 2 Corinthians 6. 2 Corinthians 6, 14 and 15. 2 Corinthians 6, 14 and 15. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Are you there, somebody? If you there, say amen. 2 Corinthians six, verse fifteen, verse fourteen. Sorry. Do not be unequally, unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has lights with darkness? And what accord or agreement has Christ with Belial or Satan? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement, verse 16, has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. Amen. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers because of those, so and so and so why and here the contrast you can see the contrast between god and satan between you and the unbeliever light and darkness righteousness and lawlessness the temple of god and idols What the Bible is saying here, amongst other things, is that you, being the temple of God, is free. Free from whatever belongs to the kingdom of darkness. Because what do you have? What has Christ got to do with Belial? There is nothing that, that binds the two of you together. There is nothing that you have in common. Light and darkness have nothing in common. Righteousness and lawlessness have nothing to do with each other. The temple of God and idols. Imagine. They said the believer and the unbeliever. Believer and unbeliever. It means that there are some things that belong to the kingdom of darkness. Satan's kingdom, that don't belong to us. And one of them is sickness, diseases. Therefore, demons or spirits being the origins of sicknesses. Now, when you, when you yoke yourself together with them, when you yoke yourself, you join yourself, you tie yourself to them, then, what about they are carrying also comes upon you. But may it never happen in FCEC. It's true. The moment you join yourself to somebody, the person is an unbeliever, that person's family, any curse in that family may become your curse. Any disease that has been running that family becomes your disease. Any misfortune Becomes your misfortune. And it's the fact that Bible says unequally yoked. me that when you do that, you are not going to impart your righteousness to them. See, it doesn't go the other way. It always comes that way. Praise the Lord. Do not be unequally yoked together. Once you yoke yourself, you join yourself to them, your blessing is not going to flow on them. It is their curse that will flow onto you. Praise the Lord. Because the the, the 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 agreement is unequal, it's unholy. So God is not part of it. If God is part of the agreement, then God power, God power can make your blessing go upon the one that is kept. But because you have disobeyed God to begin with, God withdraws. And that person's curses, sicknesses will then affect you. Church, put your hand up for Jesus. Hello. Praise the Lord. I told you many times that when I was um, in very active medical practice, people used to come to me a lot. Why? I used to get the highest number of patients in the hospital. When you come to my clinic, people people fight outside. People are fighting outside. And so I began to sit there from from 5 a.m. until 8 p.m. because they will not go anywhere until they see me. I'm the only one that is able to help them. And Why? I prescribe the same thing that other, other doctors have prescribed. The same things that other, parties have, other doctors have prescribed. And when they take them, they get healed. Now remember one, one dramatic case where a woman who was even a Muslim, this woman was a Muslim, came to deliver her baby at Rage Hospital in the maternity department. Not my department, I was in surgery. And after delivery, she became paralyzed. She she walked, she walked to a hospital, but after her delivery, she was paralyzed. Couldn't walk. For three weeks, she was on admission. The doctors there have done everything that you can find in the textbooks. Everything. And this man couldn't walk. So eventually, they sent to me that to come and see what I also think of this case. When I, when I saw that she had been there for three weeks, like 18 years. Of infirmity for 18 years, for three weeks. And I look at the folder, they are, they are prescribed everything. There was nothing more that I could prescribe that they are not prescribed. They are written everything. So I made sure that I, I touched the woman, not physically, but I examined her spiritually. Even though I was making physical contact, in my spirit, I was making spiritual contact. And I chose two or three of the medications that they had written before, and I wrote the same things for her. And told her she'd be all right. The next, by the next morning, this man was walking. Praise the Lord. She was walking. In fact, I didn't know that she was walking until I saw a delegation of doctors, about five doctors from that department came to see me. <laughs> they came looking for me, Doctor, uh, tell us what is your secret? What do, what do you do for that? I said, Which one? The one who came to see yesterday, she's walking. <laughs> What, what is your secret? I said, My secret is Jesus. <laughs> and they look at me like this. <laughs> how can Jesus be your secret? We all know Jesus, but we know Jesus, but how can he be your secret? I didn't see you write, You didn't write Jesus on the on the on the, the file. So but the woman was healed. Praise the Lord. Clap your two hands for Jesus. Again, another case, again the rich often, no rich, a lot of things happen. The original of so, original things happened there. When they come, you see this woman who was bent double. Her, she, her, knees were, her knees were withdrawn. She couldn't walk. And she was brought by her husband from Nima. Again, you are Muslim from Nima. And uh, she couldn't walk. Her knees were like this. Stiff. You couldn't stretch in them. And they are seeing all the malams and all the hospitals and doctors. And this woman couldn't stretch in her legs. And they called me. The husband was there, I said a short prayer, and medications had been given to her, injections. I gave her the same injection, and the woman slept straightened up. The husband was shocked. So they went away. So I asked the woman, what happened? He said, Oh, she was, it was, he said it was asleep in the night. She was sleeping peacefully when she saw a shadow come and stand over her. And the shadow said, so you think you are happy? You think you're okay? Then the shadow touched her legs. Then the leg just began to bend like this, and that was it. The shadow. May there no, may there not be a no shadow come near anywhere near you, in the name of Jesus. So they went away. After about one month or so, they called me again, doctor. When I went, they I brought this man back again with the legs like that. And the husband standing with her. I said, What happened? He said, Doctor, I was asleep again. When the shadow came back and said, You think you're okay, eh? You're not okay. And then again, this time, gave me even a bigger slap on the leg. And the thing came back. I said, Wow. So I said, I saw prayer and then gave, my, gave it again. And then again, the leg became straight. So I told the husband, Please. As you are going, don't come back unless you accept Jesus. <laughs> I said, You see, what I've done is because of Jesus, not because of me or the medication, but because of Jesus. So, if you want your wife to have a lasting uh, healing, then why don't you join me to accept Jesus? The man became angry. Said, A whole lot, and then left. I don't know what happened after that. <laughs> but. <laughs> I mean, come on, say, me that. I mean, if you me, uh, I, would think, I would think twice. May God protect us all. Amen. Clap our two hands for Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, we have seen that one source of sickness is Satan's affliction. Now, sometimes it can happen by the sovereign will of God. Sometimes God, for, for a purpose, can allow it to happen. But for a good purpose, not for an evil purpose, not for a bad reason. For a good reason, God can allow. It doesn't happen often. It doesn't happen often, but sometimes God can allow some sickness to come over us. For God's own good reason. Amen? Amen. Now, John's Gospel, chapter 9, verse 1 to 7. John 9, 1 to 7. John chapter 9, verses 1 to 7. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. Jesus answered, verse 3, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated saint. So he went and washed and came back seeing. This man was born blind. This are not because of any demon, but it was a spiritual basis. Again, there was a spiritual reason for this man's blindness. And Jesus said it was for God's own use, for God's own purpose, so that the words of God should be seen through this man. Therefore, he was born blind. Praise the Lord. Church, God, knee boy Whatever you are, listen to me. God hears prayer. Like I said. The things of God works like mathematics. It's a formula. It's a formula. God hears prayer. And God has absolute power to heal every disease. God has absolute power to heal any kind of disease. Now, as long as you are a righteous believer, as long as you are a righteous believer, there's no sin in your life. Who sinned? This man or his parents? There's no sin in your life? If God has not healed you yet from your disease, if you have not been healed from your disease, in spite of your many prayers, in spite of your years of prayer, it may very well be that the will of God is for that purpose. It may very well be the will of God is for that purpose. That, that's how God wants for a purpose. God wants it for that purpose. Therefore, what do I say? We just have to keep praying. We just have to keep praying. And I want you to get an understanding of this. I want you to get understanding. Yes. You are being afflicted. You are being tormented. You are worried. Sleepless nights. Whatever. You know that between you and God, there's no barrier. There's nothing that you have done wrong or you are doing wrong. You know very well that you can't think of anything, any sin or any barrier. Yet, your prayers have not been answered. God hears your prayers. And God can answer those prayers right now. Immediately. Yet for 10 years, 15, even 20 years, the answer has not come. It does not mean that God does not hear you or God is powerless. No, that is not the case at all. things of God is like one plus one is two. So the only conclusion from this is that it may very well be the will of God for now for a purpose, for a reason. It may very, very well be that that may be the will of God for you, for now, for now, for a good purpose. And therefore, you don't give up. You keep praying. You keep praying. I know that my wife and I said before, and I said, I used to as a testimony. For five years, we didn't have any child. We had it. everything was fine, we had the best plans, you know, everything was going to go well. But for five years, no children, no children. And people came with all kinds of suggestions. When that happened, people came with all kinds of suggestions, and we just maintained our faith in God. Eventually God said He would give us two, two. And after that, if you want any more, then it's up to us. That's what God said. If you want more than that, it's up to us. You will give us two. And truly, at the right time, God gave us a boy and a girl. And the girl followed soon after the boy. We we're not even expecting that pregnancy. I don't know where that pregnancy came from. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. <laughs> two wonderful babies. Wonderful children. And that was it. No more than that. Praise the Lord. I know that God hears when we pray. When I pray, God hears. So if after 20 years of prayer, the answer has not come, it is not your fault. Not my fault. Not God's fault. For, for, for a reason. It may very well be the will of God for now, for this time, for you, for a good purpose. So, keep praying. Hallelujah. Shall we all keep praying in Jesus' name? Clap your hands for Jesus. We even see it in the case of Paul. 2 Corinthians 12. Paul kept praying. And though God kept answering, he still kept praying. He kept asking. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Verses 7 to 10. 2 Corinthians 12. 7 to 10. Sometimes the answer is difficult to accept. You want the answer. And when the answer is not coming, you don't understand. Second Corinthians 12, 7 to 10. Unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me. Can you believe it? A messenger of Satan. Of all people, Saul, Paul, Paul, Saul became Paul, a messenger of Satan, to buffet him, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that He might be, that He might depart from me, and that his, that spirit might depart from me. And He said to me, "My grace is sufficient for you." For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Amen. Here was Paul who wrote half of the New Testament, whose ministry was, was confirmed by various miracles, signs and wonders. But he was giving so much revelation, things that God made known for the first time, things that were hidden, revelation, hidden things were revealed to him. So that when you look at Paul's letters, he was writing, they were original manuscripts, you were writing things that no one had written before. God was showing them to like Moses. Moses writing a book of Genesis. Where was Moses when God was creating the world? Like you could even quote what God said, and God looked and God saw that it was very good. Where was he? Where was he? Samuel wrote the book of Judges. Samuel, Prophet Samuel, he wrote Judges. When you are not been born, you were born in first Samuel. There was no zero somewhere. He was fair somewhere. And yet, the book of Judges spanned a, a period of 365 years. Judges, that book took 365 years. And he wrote it all. Word by word. As if you were there taking the dictation. Where did he get it from? Revelation. Revelation. Praise the Lord. May God give you Revelation. I said, may God give you revelation. If you didn't say some of the say your own revelation, may God give you revelation. So, Paul said to stop him from becoming proud, exalted, people will hail him, people will worship him, Paul, hey, how do you, Paul, hey, you know, so I'll be exalted above measure. To stop him from doing that God allowed a messenger of Satan to be attacking him. Attacking him. To humble him. To humble him. Humble him. Humble him. Three times, he pleaded with God, Lord, please, let this thing depart from me. Let this thing go. Three times. Each time, he got the same answer. Each time, the same answer. My grace is sufficient for you. What I've given you is enough. Don't ask for anything more. (laughs) May God's grace be sufficient for you all. May the grace of God be sufficient for every one of you. Three times God said no. In your weakness, I am strong. In your weakness, I am strong. God said that. Hello? Hello? And I keep on saying that, church. You know, I know people have come here... People come from that church, they come here, they say, hey, when I was in testing, I was in testing, was it last week I was in testing, hey, what happened what the Lord did there, it was, any of you, was any of you there Sunday? Uh, it was, it was um, awesome. When they, they made a mistake, the MC made a mistake, and said, we should go around and shake hands. We should go around and shake hands. So when I said, I said, okay, I had to stop. Everyone shook hands. with Everybody was falling down. I Everybody down. So I had to stop. I had to stop so that, so that we could get on the service. Praise the Lord. And throughout the service, it was like people couldn't stand. And even those who, who didn't come here, they, they heard the words. So they started coming late. They quickly had their back changed and then came. Praise the Lord. And, they, you know, they had their breast awareness uh, talk. The two nurses that came and said, Hey, they said? is this how your churches they were made? They had not seen anything like that before. They had not seen anything like that before. <laughs> but even she was surprised. So Sometimes, sometimes I ask myself, Lord, how come, you know, by your grace, you've given me this level of anointing, and yet there are so many MTCs here. And God said, my grace is sufficient for you. (laughs) Praise the Lord. (laughs) My grace is sufficient for you. Because maybe if we were to have every seat's filled and people outside, and people, you know, everywhere, maybe I wouldn't even have time to look at your face. (laughs) I wouldn't even have time to look at... Before you come to me, see all the pastors. It will take you two weeks before you come to me. So... I am very happy the way things are. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Clap your two hands for Jesus. I got to know this. People are saying, hey, what's over? And yet, and yet. So, God's grace, may it be sufficient for you. In the name of Jesus. Clap your two hands for Jesus. Before I sit down, Elisha Elisha had become sick with the illness of which he would die Elisha Now in conclusion 1 Kings 17 1 Kings 17 in conclusion 1 Kings 17, verse 17 24 First Kings 17, 17, 24. In conclusion, First Kings 17, beginning from verse 17. Now it happened after these things that the son of the woman who owned the house became sick. And the sickness was so serious That there was no breath left in him. So she said to Elijah, What have I to do with you, O man of God? Have you come to me to bring my sin to remembrance and to kill my son? And he said to her, Give me your son. So he took him out of her her arms and carried carried him to the upper room where he was staying and laid him on his own bed. He laid him on his own bed. Then he cried out to the Lord and said, O oh Lord, my God, have you also brought tragedy on the widow with whom I lodged by killing her son? No, by allowing her son to die. And he stretched himself out on the child three times and cried out to the Lord and said, O oh Lord, my God, I pray, let this child's soul Come back to him. Let this child's spirit come back to him. Then, just say, then the Lord heard the voice of Elijah. May Lord hear your voice each time you pray. Then the Lord heard the voice of Elijah. And the soul of the child came back to him and he revived. Elijah took the child and brought him down from the upper room into the house, and gave him to his mother. And Elijah said, See, your son lives. Then the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that you are a man of God, and that the word of the Lord is is in your mouth is the truth. You know, Elijah and the widow of Zarephath is this same person widow we're talking about. Child became sick and died. In other words, the child's spirit left him. Therefore, there was no breath left in the child. Elijah prayed, "Lord, I pray thee, let the spirit, let the soul of this child come back." I see, you see, the soul has left and traveling on its way there. Send that soul back. Send the soul back. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah. Think of it. Think of the millions of Christians in the world who are praying all the time. Think of it. You are not the only Christian. There are millions of Christians in the whole world praying for God to hear your voice and may God hear your voice. May God hear your prayer. It's a miracle. It's something miraculous. And then for God, if God will hear your prayer, your voice, in the midst of millions of Christians praying, God is then prepared. God, when God hears your prayer, God is going to answer. God will not hear your voice and then say, oh, and, then, and through it, it does be. No. He will answer. May God answer you. May God answer you. So, the spirit returned back to the boy and he woke up. So even death, as you know, even when it comes to death, there is a spiritual basis of death. This we know already. How much more diseases and sicknesses. Jesus said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Stephen said the same thing. Into your hands I commit my spirit. When my time comes for me to go, I'll say the same thing. Lord, into your hands I commit my spirit. If I write now, if I want to die, can I can say that I'll just drop dead here. Yeah. <laughs> Praise, praise the Lord. Oh, yeah. You know, what Paul said, all, Paul said, I'm hard pressed between the two. In that way, Paul said, Oh Lord, I want to come and then you go. He said, I'm hard pressed between the two. To be with the Lord now, which is by far better, or to remain. In other he had a choice. I had to go because he said, I am hard pressed. I had the two choices. I don't know which one to choose. For that reason, you see, as a Christian, even when to die and when not to die, you can determine it yourself. Hallelujah. Yes. When you are not ready, you are not, you are not ready. Are you with me, church? Yes. When you are not ready, you are not ready. And I know that none of us is ready here in the FJC now. Yes. Not in the next hundred years. Yes. Do you agree with me? Yes. Michelle, do you agree with me? Oh yeah, we are talking talk about, talk about, talk about spiritual things. Thessing, do you agree with me? Yes. yes. And when you want to go, oh, you have to declare that Lord into your hands I commit my spirit, and that is it. Jesus said it, Stephen said it. Paul didn't say it when they stoned, he didn't say it. Stephen was stoned. He left. Paul was stoned. He didn't say it. He came back to life. Hello. Praise the Lord. When you are sick, when you are ill, by faith, command whatever spirit behind that sickness to depart and to depart from you. Say another amen. amen. Don't send for a Catholic priest to come with holy water and candle, come and pray for you. Hello. Don't send for water, whatever. Come and do things. You can declare it yourself. You can say it yourself. And it shall surely come to pass. Amen. Having heard these teachings today and last week, church, I challenge you. Anything sickness that comes upon you, rebuke that spirit, rebuke that sickness, command it to go, in, and it will depart from you. Yes. Any sickness that affects your children, neighbor, town, tema, I challenge you and command you: rebuke that sickness, command it to go away from yes. your child. In the name of Jesus, yes. the same thing applies even to your finances, your finances. Your business, your job, the same thing applies. You can apply to everything because there's a spiritual basis for every malady, every bad thing that happens. So there's a spiritual basis. Hello? Praise the Lord. People see me and they say, Ah, you look younger than, do I look younger younger than my age? Then I was in a bank. I was at Stan Church. And somebody I knew many years ago I saw him we are the same age <laughs> praise the Lord I went to a tire center to change my tie, and they see the doctor's doctor sticker on my car and they say, the doctor all the time they see my brother." oh we are stronger than the young men I am stronger than all of you young men here praise the Lord put your hand down for Jesus Otherwise, how could Moses at the age of 120? When, when the time came for him to die, he didn't die in the valley. God said he should, he should climb up to Mount Nebu. 120 years old, you climb up the mountain. Big mountain, like a father God said, climb up there. That's where he went to die and God buried him. 120 year old man, how could he climb up? Top of that mountain. How could... Caleb say, I'm 85, but I'm strong as a 45-year-old man. May God keep you strength and may God keep you power in the name of Jesus. Clap or two hands for Jesus. Michelle, come, tell me. Tessin, Town, and our brethren who are outside. What we are we saying? That there's a spiritual basis for sicknesses, diseases, illnesses, and even death. And close maintenance of close contact with God protects, protects us all from these things. Maintenance. Working with God. Being close to God. Making sure that there's nothing between you and God helps to prolong your life and to keep you vi- viability. In Jesus' name, Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us for the Sunday Mornings Bible Study and Sermon. We believe you have been blessed by the Word. Join us same time next Sunday and have a blessed week.